You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. If you're tuning into this pod, which you obviously are because you're here, you're likely needing some relationship advice of some sort. And you're really lucky because between Jen, Rob, and I, we have got all of the bases covered when it comes to your relationship needs. Because if we are currently going through it or aren't currently going through it, we're most likely already have lived through it and or have interviewed an expert or dissected it on the show. A few episodes back, the girls interviewed me on my current relationship status, single and enjoying it. This week, it's Jen's turn. For our loyal listeners, you have watched Jen go from a highly annoyed and burned out on swiping single to a serious relationship living together and talking about getting engaged in Q3 couple. I know, you guys. I know. I know. This all sounds very quick. We get it. But... While Jen is on the fast track to all of the things, we're going to interview her and dive into what was different about this relationship compared to all the other guys that came and went, how to navigate through a fast-paced relationship without ignoring those red flags, and where Jen currently stands on relationships now after being in one for almost a year. She's off the dating carousel and riding off into the relationship sunset. Welcome to your own show, Jen. Thanks, guys. So happy to be here, as I always am, but especially today. Or maybe I'm not excited about what's to come. We'll see. Yeah, you don't know what's up. You don't know what's coming. Do not know what's up. But we We should have hid the outline from you. We should have (laughs) hid the outline so you really didn't know what was coming. Honestly, though, it's, it's all fair game right now. But we really just want to talk to you about like specifically the pace of your relationship because while all relationships are risky this pace of the relationship is quick it's quicker than most now you and Daniel are also in an older age bracket so I think that's a little more common but for anybody that's listening that likes to move quickly or isn't in a relationship that moves quickly there's a little more risk in that pace, correct? Like there might be some things you don't see, ignore, ignoring yeah. red flags, etc. So we want to talk to you specifically about that and your advice about how to best avoid some of the risks that come with a quick relationship. Also, will you just really quick just give us uh, a recap on Daniel? Um, Taz, as we called him, like, give us a recap on his history. So like, we know, we know how, what speed you're moving in, but we also now will have like a better understanding of why he's moving at this speed too. 
Sure. You know I mean? <laughs> Nine months later, we're finally finally discussing how his crazy and my crazy came together. But um, he is approaching 50 this year. He's been in an, a series of relationships. He was engaged at one point. He's been in long-term relationships. He's wor- He's lived in different countries. So- when was he engaged? Engaged at one point was that like forty eight or was it like thirty two? When was engaged? When he was thirty. He was engaged, and then for how long? He was with that person, I believe, for seven years, and then they got engaged, and then that Ooh. probably. Um, took so he was he dated somebody for seven years, basically his entire twenties, yes. and then got engaged. And how long did that engagement last? I think only a year. And also I may not be getting these numbers accurate, but but it's a lot of time he was dating before yeah. he got engaged. Especially okay. That's important. That's age. important. Right, Lauren? Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Especially okay. at a young age too. Yeah. Right. And then he's been in a series of other relationships that lasted quite some time each, you know, more than a year. He's lived with girlfriends before. Um, and he's, he's done the work. Let's just say he, went into therapy at different points. And I say it went into therapy as though he like went into a hospital for rehab, but he checked into the hotel therapy. Yeah, basically he's done the work because after each relationship or during each relationship, they presented different obstacles and challenges that he faced or they faced that he knew he wanted to really work on. And so by the time I met him, he was, well, we first met, just tired. He was just already tired. He was tired and I was tired. Um, <laughs> but he was three months out of a relationship by the, the time we first matched, which is why there was a little bit of a failure to launch. He realized he wasn't ready to d- start dating yet. And I went on to date, as we know, the person before him. So mm-hmm. then we rematched in July of last year. And at that point we were both very ready. I think for a relationship, we knew I was ready. We've heard about it for the last, I don't know how many years, but I was super, super ready. And he was really ready because he had recovered and, you know, I guess unpacked all of the things he needed to and experienced all the things he needed to there after his previous relationship. So by the time we got together, that is why I think things happened a little bit quickly because okay, I, have another, I have just another question then about yeah. that because, um, and I know Daniel's not here to take care of himself or to, to defend himself or whatever, but, um, you, so you guys matched first. He decided he wasn't ready. He's like, I went on the apps to kind of just see what it was like out there again. And then I was like, Oh, three months is too soon. I'm not ready. And then you dated the other dude. Mm-hmm. But you only dated the other dude for a small amount of time. Yes. How like how long? It wasn't very long because I was also in Miami for a bit. So it was like long distance, if you will, where we were still getting to know each other virtually. But we'd gone out a few times, Miami, come back, gone out a few times. So all in all, I would say it was like two to three months of okay. that. Whole- so yeah, it, two wasn't, to th- it wasn't super short, though. I will say it didn't feel super short from my memory, but I mean, clearly you were in it, Jen, but it wasn't super short, like one or two dates. Like you also hung out with him kind of a lot. I felt like. Yeah. Okay. I remember being, yeah, I would say two or three months and I can kind of, but it's just still kind of short, I guess in re- retrospect. But my point is, is that then after you dated, what was that guy's Tim or something? Right. The person who will rename remain nameless on this show. I think his name was Tim, but sure. he, uh, but uh, or not, but um, 
it, but but then it seemed like right after, let's call him Tim, you went straight, you started dating Daniel again. So yes. Daniel didn't really take that long of a break from being like, I'm not ready to now I'm going to go back, start dating again. How long was it between when you first matched and then July? Four months. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So a total so, of seven months. And he didn't date anybody in that four months. He wasn't no, going he out. he did, but it, nothing that was like serious. But he like got out there and like went on dates and did the apps for a bit. But when we spoke, part of why there was a failure to launch was because he was um, doing like a hundred days of no drinking to like reset and, you know, recalibrate his body essentially after a uh, relationship so he really like detoxed everything and then I come in and hot and I was like well if you're not drinking what would we do how are we gonna like wine and dine and I was like well I want to I'm looking for a relationship and like I came in with normal genisms which was laying it all out there and being very unfiltered and so he knew at that moment we would not be the right fit for each other he then dated other people more like casually and then when we did see each other again on the app, he wrote me, he's like, should we go on that first date? We never went on. And then I think because he knew he was ready at that point, he took it much more seriously knowing what I was looking for. So he came in hot mm. and I came in hot to when we re-met, if you will. So you came in and you were like, I, I want this, 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 your genisms, right? Your yeah. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q2, all that other <laughs> stuff. I want this, 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 this. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just got out of something. I'm not even drinking right now. Let me go do other stuff real quick. And then when I do come back, I will have that in mind and I will know that that's what I'm jumping into the big waves. I'm not in the kiddie pool. I'm right. going straight into the, to, to the deep end, the, the deep which end. by the way, I had no context into and also didn't realize we never reconnected after our first call because I was already dating somebody else. And I was, I was keeping things moving to me at that point. If something didn't work out with somebody, it wasn't a major ordeal because I was dating other people or swiping and talking to people. And I knew I was going to Miami for a month. And then I started seeing that Tim person. So it didn't really register to me what happened with Daniel at that point. But then when he resurfaced, he filled me in on all of the things that transpired thereafter. But I remember seeing his face on the app like one or two times between all of that and being like, gosh, this guy's face for some reason just really resonates with me. It really just either seems attractive or familiar or mm. something. I was drawn to him in some way. And he's not my normal like person like usually i go after guys that are like have dark hair maybe all right we don't talk about that features. on we don't talk about that on on like we learned on our reality tv shows that the second you start bringing up you're not my type right it's automatically like a bad but like, i saw like, through that like there was something about him that was like very intriguing to me and i was attracted to him regardless of whatever my normal type was if you will turns out he's very much my type in person his personality, all the things he likes are my type. I think mm. that's a good lesson for people. Like I know Rob, like this is one of the reasons why it's hard for you to date on apps and probably a lot of people can relate, but like, it's so hard to just look at a picture and be like, cause you're basically, am I attracted to you or not? And it's really hard to tell because a lot of other things go into attraction, but it's a good lesson to try to like open your eyes to, even if it's a somebody in person really, but especially on the apps, like, is there something else about that person? Like ask yourself, I'm looking at this person. Is there something else 
other than like just the physical things, which clearly don't gross me out, that I'm drawn to and pay attention to it. It's just like when you ask the universe for signs, right? Like, is this the right person for me? Or am I going the right direction? Or when Rob sees certain numbers over and over again, you would never notice those things unless you ask yourself first. So you have to be conscious of these things in order to like actually see them. So ask yourself, hey, is there something about this person that I'm drawn to other than like they have dark hair? Right. Mm-hmm. So Jen, you yes. you were big on on um those cards and stuff. And was Daniel the first person you did that with? So the cards, yes. However, the person I was seeing before, Tim, Tim, he would ask me all sorts of questions and he would send me personality tests and different things. And he was like, these are fun. Let's do these and see what we get. And so he sort of opened up that can of worms for me. And I liked that he did that because I was like, oh, this person really wants to get to know me from a bunch of different angles. And like, let's find out if we are compatible according to these things and talk about them. And he wasn't afraid of that. So I thought maybe it was like unique to him. But the fact that then Daniel came around and he really liked talking about things and he liked finding out if we were compatible and all that stuff. I knew that the cards, which by the way, my friend had introduced to me, he would be open to it. So I brought them on our third date and he was obsessed with them. And even now he's like, should we do cards? I'm like, oh my God, we still do that. Well, okay. So Jen, speaking of, we're talking a lot about timeline on this episode. What can you just go through? We started to get there, but finish it. Like you start dating in July Yes. Go through the timeline because we're talking about the pace as well. So we want right. everyone to just know the the milestones. Okay. So let me see if I remember. Um, okay. So we start dating in July. We go on a couple of dates. And then our fifth date is a trip. He plans a surprise trip to Santa Barbara. Only tells me which days we're going and like sort of what to pack. And by this point, I knew he had good taste because he'd planned good dates. And while I could have been going away with a serial killer, I did give his license plate information to Lauren and I turned on my location so she could track me. Um, I remember that. I remember you being, we were like, wait, you're going away with this guy already? Right. So I knew it could be any number of, you know, it could go bad, it could go good, it could be weird. We talked about traveling after on the show and like best practices, but I knew at the very least, if I had to run away, I'm only in Santa Barbara, I'm not somewhere super far and I can make my way back. might be expensive, but I can still get there. Uh, But so we went away, had a great time, and I knew that was a good sign that we could do something kind of spontaneous together that he is a really thoughtful and good planner. He was very romantic. We took stock in everything that we did. We did the cards. We, he hung out with Moch. We relax the same. We enjoy things the same. So anyway, we continue dating. So at that point he'd asked me to be his girlfriend. So I was like, okay, that's milestone one. Cool. That was date five in Santa Barbara. Yes. And the weekend away. I mean, if he didn't ask me to be and his this girlfriend. this was what, in what month? What was date five month-wise? Like July, you said you started. What was date five month-wise? I want to say like end of the first month. So, or wait, when? Yeah. The first week of August, we went away. Yeah. Ooh, so that was quick. That's There's yeah. only four weeks in a month. True. So that happened pretty quickly. But I also was like, okay, what's the harm in being boyfriend and girlfriend? We could always break up if it doesn't go well. But at this point, I don't want to date other people. I like him. He 
is fun and all the things. So let's see what this turns into. So then I would say other milestones. Let's see in, we went away again a couple of times. When did the next milestone I feel like would be like somebody saying, I love you. So when did that happen? December. So that was five months in and I knew he like wanted to say it. I could tell because he would tiptoe around it and he would say it different ways. He'd be like, I love everything about you. Or you guys were boyfriend, girlfriend in the first week of August and he didn't say I love you till December. Well, I actually said it first. Yo. Yeah. Well, if it were up to him, he would have said it sooner, but I wouldn't let him. I specifically was like, no. We're not ready yet. We need to figure out, you know, where this Jen is going. And your timelines. Wait, do you think you said yes to her to being her bo- her, her boyfriend, her his boy girl? Do you think you said yes to being his girlfriend when you did because it fit in your schedule of when you wanted to be in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship? No, because at that point there was no schedule. I was just sort of going with the flow because things were working out. Like he was really good at planning dates. I never worried that there wouldn't be a date planned or that I wouldn't see him. I never felt anxiety about any of that. Then he planned the trip and the trip went really well and was a great trip. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. I was like, this is just going in a direction that feels natural. So I'm going to go with it. And timeline with him has actually never been an issue or something that I've actually thought of because he just does those things naturally, which again, you know, that's how I guess, you know, when you know, is because somebody fits in really well with wherever you're at. We're not like trying to fit a round peg into a square hole or whatever the damn saying is. I probably said it backwards, but point is, is that as far as the, I love you bit came, I knew he wanted to say it and he was holding back because he didn't want to rush things because I was like, no, we're not in a rush to say that. I want to say it when it feels like (laughs) you can't tell somebody when they're ready to say that. That's what I wanted to say. Can I just, I I know where you're going, Jen, but my thing is, is just because you're not, okay, so you don't want to rush these feelings because why? Everyone can chime in, right? Like it's maybe you don't mean it. Are you love bombing? Are you being love bombed? Are you sure? Is like- Is it infatuation? Yeah. Are you really taking stock, right? All of these things. So if you know someone is feeling it, what does it matter if they're- not saying it or not, because it's still the reality still is, is that he loves you. And it's really soon to be in love with somebody. So just because you're like, Nope, shh, don't, don't let it come out of your mouth. Yeah. A part of you that's like, well, he's there anyway. So what the fuck is the difference? Like, is that a worry for me? Well, yeah. so I like when he's ready to propose, are you going to make him wait. <laughs> like you'd be like, Nope, we're not. It's not the time. Don't do it. Don't get down my knees. We've talked about the timing of that. Less about the timeline and more about the fact that if you're worried about somebody falling in love with you too quickly, it's already done. The jig is up. He's already you already know that he's in love with you. So why are you? Isn't that yeah making him not say it? Yeah, what that's what I'm asking you. Is did it? I wasn't ready to say it, and so if he brought it up into the world and made it a thing, I didn't want to have to then figure out a way to respond to that and where my feelings were at. So I didn't want to rush the conversation. He could withhold it and we would dance around it. And I would say nice things to him. Like we both would say like my love, like in theory, it's like me amor in Spanish, you know, say it, but we wouldn't say I love you. So wait, hold on, Jen, one more thing. 
So if you are dancing around this thing and like, no, she's not dancing around. She's stomping on it. (laughs) That you, you just said like your timelines, this is great advice for people. You're in a fast paced relationship, but you feel like everything's aligning, right? Like somebody wants to go on a trip and you feel like that's, let's do this. Someone wants to say, Hey, let's be in a committed relationship. And you're like, everything's lining up, right? It's not no square peg round holes, except then he goes to say, I love you. And you're like, "Mm, square peg round hole. Did that worry you? Because that's a motherfucking huge one. That's not aligning at all. So that's where I I don't want to skip over that for other people who are experiencing that. That's much bigger than like, deciding to go on a vacation together. Now, how mm-hmm. do you feel about that? Or saying we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Well, and that's why. So I was comfortable with everything else, but I wasn't ready to, first of all, I've also been single for however many years. like 17. Sure. <laughs> or 10, seven, I don't know how many. But anyway, to get to that point was a big difference in my reality. It, I have been, I've seen it all, you know, there was still time for it to not play out in a positive way that I, we are in a relationship. Yes. But you could also end a relationship bringing, I love you into the mix to me, intensified it, complicated it, all of that. I wanted to Mm. still learn more about him. I wanted to still see, you know, is what I thought in month one still going to be there in month three, month four. Finally, by the time we had gone through different conversations, arguments, challenges, um, travel without each other, potentially ending things and working through things. Then I got to the point where I was comfortable with it. So sweet, sweet Daniel held his tongue and I knew both of us were ready to say it. So it was our five months of five months of being together. Um, and we had been celebrating like every month on the date. Um, cause he's very romantic like that. And I love that about him. But so I had flown back from San Francisco and I brought a card and in the card, I signed it. I love you, Jen. Boo. So, so I, I like said, it. It, what? <laughs> you don't like it? That's how you said, I love you first written down in a card. So he would have it in writing forever and the date. And so I and gave the him date. the card. That's so what so he can trace back to the milestone you're asking me for milestones we make milestones so anyway he had it in writing and it was sure it's a receipt um he read the card really fast and didn't see it and he like was really excited about the other stuff i brought him but i was like hello did you read the card and then he went back and read it again and then he looked at me and like grabbed me and like i could see he was like very happy obviously and then he said it and so it was a really nice moment for us. And mm. I'm glad it happened that way because I basically like released the hounds and gave them the okay. Exactly. No and I did it. I wanted to do it first because I knew he really wanted to say it, but I wanted to like create that safe space for him now. Like, okay, I see you and I feel that way. Now you can do whatever you want and with I that. I think this is okay for people like, if you're not aligning on the pace of I love you, that's probably normal. I was like that in my relationship with James. We were not aligned on the I love you situation. It had a lot to do with his past and my past. And eventually it lined up. But I feel like as long as you know it's going that direction, mm-hmm. I think it's okay for it to sometimes move, for people to sometimes move at different it's a 
Yeah, it's okay to be like in that situation and like say Daniel was feeling it and you knew he wanted to say it. And I'm surprised he never said it drunk or like in the midst of he passion. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, but it's okay to have that conversation of are do you feel like you're falling in love with me or do you how do you feel like you are as far as that goes? Like are you are you getting there? Do you feel like you're going there like I feel like I might be falling for you, you know, very bachelor way of being like, I can't say I love you, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm definitely on that road. So that, so that you do feel aligned, you know, because if I said that to, if Daniel said that to Jen and she was like, I'm not, I'm on that path, but I'm not there yet. Then it, then he's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And we did talk about it like that. And it was more like, you know, I'm just not ready to go there yet. And, you know, part of it was also, we were having some challenges and things like that. Like Mm. I didn't want to say it. And then, you know, when people say, I love you, and then they use that against you, not that he would have, but like, they're like, but you, but I love you. Doesn't that mean something like, well, sure. Oh, so they use that. They can go do other shit, but because they say they love you, they feel like I don't know. It's like as an excuse for behavior. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, I love you. Or like, but I don't know. People just use it in Mm. such weird ways that I'm like, I want to just make sure we're good so that we know we're not being love bombed. That it's not, you know, now we say I love you. Therefore, we must stay together and make it work. No, let's see if it works. And then reveal that we love each other. So you guys, you you wrote him a, a love you card in December. Yes. And then how many fights have you had? Like big fights did you have before that in those five months? I want to say like two or three. And they, two or three they big. I, we know big. there was, we know there was one big yeah. one. That was pretty early on. Yes. Right. And yeah. then you, you kind of worked through that, but then there was like two other big ones after that. I think they were all kind of connected, honestly. And because we had already sort of established from the first one how to address it, they weren't that big. So I'm saying they're big because we don't actually fight. We'll like have little arguments here and there. But to me, they actually feel so big because the rest is so even keel. And he and I talk about it all the time. I'm like, now that we live together, I'm like, I have nowhere to go. I can't like stomp out. Where am I going to go? The guest room? Like, I'm just so... Like he's like, well, it's also not a big deal what we just had a conversation about. I'm like, I know, but I still can't leave. I live with you. So I think in perspective, they probably weren't that big, but for us they were. And it actually helped set the pace and the the communication for us moving forward because we're like, we can refer back to it. Or what we established at that point, we don't want to have conversations that end like that, or we don't go to sleep upset, or we always want to make sure we're hearing each other and really putting into practice all the things we talk about on our podcast, but we communicate those things. So they, they temper and fizzle out really fast instead of exploding. I wouldn't Did say listen- they escalate. Did he listen to the podcast during the first months of your relationship? Like, did he use it as a cheat sheet? I would have. Not at all. I'm the cheat sheet. I tell him everything he needs to know. (laughs) There's no secrets. So he doesn't really listen to the podcast. He has listened to a couple episodes, mostly because I was like, I really like this one. You should listen to it. But Mm. otherwise, he he gets an earful of my podcast life at home all the hours of the day. Okay. So So you say you you love you to each other in, in December. And then is that like, okay, we said we, we love each other now. Now let's start looking for homes together. Like, or is it like you hit 
it's like a video game. You hit a level and now you've leveled up. So now like, what's the next level to hit? And you work your way towards that. So there was like a natural conversation about it because it was the holidays. We were spending a lot of time together. We were going on walks around his neighborhood and we were talking about that we liked his neighborhood and that if we were to at some point live together, that we'd want to live in that neighborhood. And then his lease also was coming to an end. And I very specifically said, I don't want to move in together as a result of your lease ending. I don't want steps in our relationship to be because it is a schedule or because it, it we're forced into it. I don't want mm. that. And so it ended up just being that we started to look at buildings around just to get a sense of what was out he there. Was in, he was in Marina Del Rey. Yes. And so because and what we month was this? Look, what? what December. Month? Oh, so same month. Well, after the holidays, really, it was more after the holidays. So early January, let's say. Okay. We started to look at places just to do market research. But what we found while doing market research was that they go really fast and that there were things we liked and didn't like. And actually, that brought up a lot of conversations that weren't always like so smooth. Some of them were sticky. At some point we were talking about like deal breakers in apartments and things like that, that didn't line up. Like he wanted to have a certain lifestyle and I wanted to have a certain lifestyle. One of the two of ours were more expensive. Um, and so it, it forced us to have really like kind of like uncomfy conversations that aren't so sexy about our living styles, money, things like that. And I'm glad we had those because by the time we actually did find a place we both liked, we'd already knocked out all of those things and Mm. it made moving in together a lot easier. So we found a place we liked moving together was like so seamless. Like we just divided and conquered based on like what we were each better at and came up with different cute titles. Like he's head of, uh, kitchen and I'm head of interior design and he's Did you head make little of- hats for each other? Do you make no. little, little badges? Business cards. Business cards. <laughs> oh my God. I want to go back to your not wanting to move just because the lease is up because I'm sure a lot of people have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's okay to recognize that that is a huge part of making a decision to move. I don't think that it should be the only reason that you move in with somebody clearly, but just as you then start looking at places and you realize with Daniel, Jen, Ooh, these places are going really quickly. I mean, that's the same thing as moving in with somebody because a lease is up like, Oh, well, we can't sit around and wait. Oh, well, if we're not ready, we don't have the opportunity. The market, these places move quickly, which is valid. So I think people should, take into account. If you're ready to move in with somebody, that's one thing. These other factors definitely play into the decision making because it's life. Like, yeah, your lease yeah. is up and yeah, there these apartments go quickly so you don't have time to sit on your ass and just wait around. But so, you're right, yeah. it is it is determined on when though because like if you're in month 4 or 5 of a relationship and then their lease is up, you got to look a year ahead then. And be like, uh, where are we going to be in a year? Because if we're thinking about this kind of stuff, you're going to be locked into a lease. Am I going to want to move in with you? Because my lease right. will probably be up by then if you're not month to month. Yeah, right? it definitely plays into it. And I think, you know, I mean, clearly leases can be broken if it's that big of a fucking deal and you guys have to live together. But most of it, most of the time, I'm sure you could just work around it. But yeah, I mean, don't don't beat yourself up if you're moving in with somebody because your lease is up because it's kind of like 
has to be yeah. up to do. In our case, though, because it was so soon, I didn't want that to be the impetus. Sure, then it ended up being that, you know, apartments go quickly. But by that point, we had already been talking so much about moving in together that it happened to work timing wise with his lease because we found a place we loved. So really, you know, all of it ended up being contingent upon the place we found. So it was what you were saying, Lauren, about, you know, it's it's basically the same thing as the lease ending. But in our case, what, you know, it was five months, six months at that point, I don't know, we were approaching moving in at seven months in being a relationship. Mm. And I was, this is fast. But does it feel fast? Does it feel like it's wrong? Sure, it's fast. But I thought a lot about it. I talked to my therapist about it. I was like, all right, so let's say it is fast and it doesn't work out. What does that look like? Can I get out of the lease? Can I keep the lease and pay for it myself for a year? How would I handle this? So we had talked about all these things and I had talked about all of it with myself, my therapist, and I got to a point where I was very comfortable and I was like, okay, I do want to do this because of where we're at in our relationship, how we feel about each other, what I want for my life, and that I don't also want to not move in because somebody else thinks it's fast or because I'm judging it as being fast. So I knew no matter what, I can afford the lease with or without him. And if it doesn't work out, then at least I tried it because- I don't want to. Was he okay with that? Was he okay with being like, then I have to go? You know? Yes. Or he could have kept the lease. Either way, one of us could have been able to afford it on our own. So we weren't putting ourselves in a position where it would be dire if it didn't work out between us. So we were excited about the opportunity, the adventure, and to live together because we've been spending a ton of time together, either on trips or at one or the other person's house. And we just knew it we wanted to at least give it a shot. And, you know, here we are today living together. It's been two months. It's been so easy to live with him. He is a dream of a roommate. (laughs) And um, I don't know. I'm just excited because it's like, kind of feels like the beginning of the next phase, which, you know, we joke about it being like a Q3 engagement. I can say why it's Q3 because we're going away to Europe for his friend's wedding in June. He doesn't want to do it during that, um, you know, we're, we we want to give living together a bit. We yeah, wanna- isn't it okay to live now that you've you've rushed, rushed, rushed into this situation? Not necessarily. You explained it pretty well of how it all unfolded, um, but it still it has only been seven months right. or eight months, right? Nine months. Yeah. Now, um, it's- now it's nine. You moved in after seven. Isn't it okay to just chill for a minute before you get engaged? Well, and that's, so that's where we're at. We're chilling for a minute. We also just had a lot of expenses due to this move. We're going to Europe for a month. He doesn't want to steal his friend's thunder, which is great. By the time we get back from Europe, we'll have been together a year. That feels also more comfortable, I think, for everybody in determining whether we should at some point get engaged. He also celebrates his 50th birthday um, in October. So I think if he were to do it, I think, Obviously, he's going to do it because we talk about these things, but he wants to do it, you know, between July and October so that we can celebrate a year. We can have our time to be, you know, engaged, just us. And then at his 50th birthday, like we can kind of, you know, group the celebrations a bit because people would be coming from Australia and things like that. Like it would be nice to be able to have them here to celebrate a couple milestones, his birthday, our engagement, whatever, you know, and if it doesn't play out that way, that's also okay too. Who knows what the future holds, but 
I think if you look at timing, we're tracking toward what would then end up being like a normal engagement, not rushing it. We don't want it to be right now. We want it to be when it feels right. And to us, that feels right. And I think a lot of people rush into getting engaged if they want to do things in a particular order because maybe they want to have kids. And I think the pace of this relationship with Daniel is moving a little quicker because you guys are older in the older age range and you know what you want more. It's a little clearer. I think anybody, you know, above the age of like 35, 36 can attest to that. Like it's dating goes a lot faster. Um, Well, I think to your point about knowing what you want, that I, you know, probably should have touched on earlier in this chat, but because he knew what he wanted and didn't want after being in the various relationships he was in, when he found me, it was much clearer that he found somebody he could go the long haul with because I didn't trigger him in ways they did, or they didn't, we didn't fight about things that they would fight about or just whatever the case may be that worked for him. And he was like, ah, I found that thing that I've been waiting for. And that I feel sweet the spot. Way. You found yeah. you're the sweet spot of like, and did all you of agree, the- Jen? And that's the white, what set him up above the other guys that just came and went. Like you felt the same way, right? Like it just yeah. triggered. It felt like things were aligning and like, and I actually say to like single friends these days and I'll say it on the show. Like, I'm glad I waited as long as I did. I'm glad I was as picky as I was. I'm glad I did the things I did and didn't do the things I didn't. And, you know, we call them like genisms or what have you, but it got me here. And for me, that works because I found a person who really is everything I've looked for. Like so crazy that he's everything I've looked for to a T. Even when I see him with my family, I'm like, holy shit, this person fits in so well with my family. It's insane. And I've said all these things all these years, like I want the person to be able to hang out with my cousins and I want them to be somebody that I could bring places and don't have to worry about entertaining him. And he's just such a great guy. I mean, we're going away this weekend with his friends who are getting married in Europe and my best friend, Rebecca, who's in San Francisco, the five of us. Rebecca is staying in a room with us for one of the nights and like, he's so all about it. He's like, yay. Like our best friends are all going to be with us. Like whatever that looks like, I'm just happy to like spend time with everybody. And I want your friends to be my friends and my friends to be your friends and just be one big, happy life that we live and obviously do separate things too. Like he's doing a camping trip, which by the way, apparently in the future, I'm going to have to go camping somehow, but he, he's just really great and our lives just blend really well together. And then the things we want to keep separate also blend. Like I'm not going on the back of a motorcycle ever. He can do that with friends. I will give camping a shot at least once because I want to entertain his interests and passions. And that seems like something I could give a little on, but you know, the sailing thing, like that just naturally fits in. I grew up on the water. So We've got a lot in common. The car stuff, I grew up loving cars. My dad thought I was his son. So here we are now with a house full of cars and we go to Porsche events and things like that. So everything happens the way it's supposed to. You have to believe that with the good and the bad, right? You have to believe it when you're single and waiting and being patient and all that other stuff. And then you have to believe it when the good things come along, you know? Yeah, like the things that didn't work out, I'm glad they didn't work out because they brought me here. And I, I wouldn't want it any other way. And you know, what is it? Ras- is it Rascal Flats? God bless the broken road that led me to you. You would know that's- that better than either of us. <laughs> yeah, it's true, true, though. You know, that's what you have to you have to just know. I mean, it's hard to do when you're in the moment, you know, but like you said, Jenny, we all 
wait, wait out, waited out for what we want. Uh, I mean, the, it's the people that settle that are unhappy. Yeah. You I know, mean, or, even to the point where like having faith came in where he was in Mexico getting his visa for three weeks. And I was like, is this guy ever coming back? Meanwhile, I was cat sitting for him in his apartment in Marina del Rey. And I was like, why am I doing this? Do I even have a boyfriend? Does he live in Mexico now? <laughs> like, I was just so confused about the status of our relationship. And I remember saying to the universe or whatever, I was like, if this relationship is meant to be Tomorrow I'm going to wake up with a text that he is, he's getting his visa and he is coming back. I swear to God, I woke up the next day with a text from him saying, they've processed my visa. I am coming back. And it was just every step of the way with him has happened that seamlessly where, you know, it hasn't been the easiest road, but it has worked out in a way that pushes forward. And we have forward momentum, not him pushing it, not me pushing it together. We both want this relationship and it keeps unraveling in a way that is positive and moving forward. So I'm happy with where we're at. That's what I was going to ask you, Jen. Do you feel like somebody is driving the fast paced car more than the other? No, but I love a car reference. No, no one's driving faster than the other. We are both very much on the same page. And even when I wasn't like ready to say, I love you, he was super respectful of that. And I would give him like, you know, other signs of affection, like Rob, you were saying, I wasn't completely shutting it down. He knew I was going in that direction. So I think the patience with each other, respect, wanting the same things and being able to communicate and, and give each other a safe space. Like no one is creating anxiety for the other person. We're not playing any games. We're just moving forward. And it's maybe fast, sure, but it's also because nothing is slowing us down. There's no, no obstacles in the way really that prevent us from, yeah. I mean, even the, the visa thing, we would spend time talking on the phone or talking about hard stuff or doing cards virtually. We kept it moving in a direction that was like, all right, we want the same things. Let's see how it unfolds. Well, I came into this podcast, Jen, ready to rile you up and be like you why are you pushing this poor man into situations that he is not ready to be in and saw you as the love boulder coming down the hill and this guy was just either running as fast as he can in the right direction or he's going to get crushed so but you changed my mind you changed my mind now i know now i understand how you feel how he feels where you both are the timeline makes more sense now you know, having only being able to see you and hear these things once a week. And then that it goes quickly like that, you know, it goes quickly when it's only once a week. So, but, um, um, but you've changed my, uh, my outlook. You know, to be honest, I obviously get a little more info than you, Rob, because I'm like Jen's best friend. (laughs) Right, Jen? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Um, and I hear a lot of this info, but I have to say, I kind of felt like it was the reverse. Like I always thought your perspective was very interesting, Rob, because I'm like, clearly everyone sees what they see, but I'm like, I feel like Daniel's on the press and the gas pedal. And I'm like worried for Jen because I don't want her to get love bombed basically for lack of a better word. But now I say maybe this, this podcast has changed my perspective a little too. I don't, I haven't really thought that much recently, but more in the beginning, I was a little nervous. Now I'm less nervous, but hearing the timeline and hearing some other details that I wasn't privy to is definitely making me feel a little bit better. And I think sometimes relationships just move quickly. Yes, it's a risk, 
but sometimes they just move quickly. Both of you guys have done the work. You know what you wanted. You're a little older. A lot of things have aligned. But Jen, now that you are in this relationship and you've been there almost a year, looking back, hindsight is always 2020. What would you tell single Jen and what was your perspective on your single life? Has it changed? I would tell single Jen, you're doing it right. So don't listen to anybody else and just keep having faith that with everything you're putting out into the universe, you will, you will find the person that is right for you and uh, you are worthy of love. So that is what I would tell me. And as far as relationships go, I will say going from being single to in a relationship and then to living with somebody is a transition. I was single for a very long time. He was in a relationship only seven months prior to us getting together. For me, I would think as a single person, I would make my schedule as a single person. And, you know, I love the idea of being in a relationship, but it absolutely is a life adjustment. We now have two groups of people we've got to blend together or find time for. We've got to partake in each other's hobbies or, you know, at least give them a try and consider each other all the time. And that really obviously rings true when you live with somebody, but it's been an adjustment, but one that I love and I don't, I like change. So I was not afraid of it. It just is definitely a change to go from an I to a we when it comes to your relationship and, and choices made. So don't think that it's like a walk in the park folks. If you haven't been in a relationship in a while, that's why I do say date, date a lot practice. Even if you date somebody for a couple months, like just get back into thinking about how your life looks with somebody else in it, because it can be jarring. Or get a goldfish, whichever. (laughs) Or try and keep a goldfish alive. It can be jarring and you're allowed to feel both things. You're allowed to feel excited to be in the relationship and in a way mourn the loss of your single independent life, because we say it all the time on the show, being single does not equal bad. There are great things about being single. I mourn the single Lauren a lot. <laughs> so not, <laughs> not too much, but enough. Like, you know, anyway, so you know what? I think it, single should just be solo because single is like a relationship status. But like when you are single, what people do say they love about it is the freedom to make choices for yourself and not hinder anybody else's life at all. But I, it's even the self-care stuff. Like I had more time for it. I have a soothe membership for massages that I don't get to use as much because I'm, I want to hang out with Daniel if I have a free night, but it's really that it's the making decisions for yourself, the time that is for whatever you want it to be for and not really being single so much. I think it's just less encumbered, less responsibilities and people that you are obligated to in one way or another. So you know, call it a relationship status or just how you file your taxes. That's right. Keep filing those taxes. And while you're filing them, keep filing away (laughs) our episodes on It's Complicated of It's Complicated because we are always here every week for you guys. We're always talking dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're listening to us, do not forget to please subscribe, rate our show, comment on our show, and most importantly, share it with a friend. And if you want to join the class of master daters, do not forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And Jen, thank you very much for letting us dive into your relationship details. Remind everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds and none of the dating apps. Gosh, I haven't said that in so long, but no, not on them anymore. Thank 
the Lord. But if anybody needs help with them, I am an expert. So come to me. And you can find me at Forever's Evers, E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And I'm not on the dating apps either. And you will not find me on them. (laughs) But you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds and not on any of the dating apps because I'm married and I have two children. (laughs) Not there either. Jen, thank you so much. And everyone else, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.